Hi friend, welcome to the Quiet Connections podcast. Do you feel anxious and not good enough in social situations? Feel like you're weird, broken or don't fit in? You are not alone. Join Hayley and Stacey on a journey to quiet confidence. Picking up key insights to help you feel more calm and confident. So you can finally speak up, join in and feel like you belong too. Welcome to the Quiet Connections podcast. My name's Hayley and today I'll be joined by a very good friend of mine, Vicky Otter. Now Vicky is a wellbeing coach. She's actually one of Quiet Connections coaches and she also has her own wellbeing practice based at a farm in Mount Hawking, Cornwall. Uh, and her business is called Innate Connection. You can look her up. I'm really excited to be sharing this conversation with you today because there's so many beautiful nuggets of wisdom in here that could be transformational in helping you move from feeling not good enough to a place where you feel like, you know what, maybe I am. Maybe I am. So this episode is for you if you feel like you're not good enough, like you're weird, like you're broken or defective or feel like you need fixing. As coaches, myself, Stacey and Vicky, we all believe that nobody needs fixing. One of the foundations of our NLP practitioner training is that people work perfectly. Sometimes we just run ineffective strategies. And this is exactly what we have found in ourselves and in other people when we feel like we are not good enough, when we feel like we are too shy, like we're socially anxious and we're avoiding and we're just not showing up as we want to be. If you've listened to episode two, then you'll already know that these strategies that we develop are simply about keeping ourselves safe as a child. And if you haven't yet listened to it, it is well worth a listen. But today, Vicky and I will be taking a much deeper dive into the way that our minds work, how our thoughts can create this sense of feeling like we're not good enough, and how we can begin to see past that and look for what else might be true. Hi, Vicky. Hi, Hayley. Would you like to tell us a bit more about what you do and who you are? Yeah, so I work as a wellbeing coach and I uh, work for QC and I've got my own practice as well, um, working with young people and adults. Um, my journey in wellbeing began when I was a primary school teacher. So I came out of teaching um, four years ago. Uh, coming up to four years ago Um, and during that time there were kind of two things going on for me there was my personal well-being journey but also um, really want really wanting um, to to be with children and to help children in that way and when I talk about well-being for me it was kind of what they thought of themselves and what I then thought of myself so um, the journey for me personally began Actually, it began as um, kind of as a physical journey in terms of my skin and wanting my skin to be better than it was. Um, I'd had kind of spots all my life and really felt like I wanted that to be different. And when I sought out a uh, therapist to help with that, she very gently said, we can put all these lovely products on your skin and we can totally move to like organic natural health care, sorry, skin care but it won't really change until you look at the, your emotions as well, because you're a, like a whole system. And like, it was kind of like, 
I really hadn't linked at all my skin and my emotions until that point. So then that got me looking in the direction of my emotions. I was like, okay, well, let's look at what's there. And what I uncovered was this sense that I had all my life, as far as I could remember, of not feeling good enough. So just, yeah, like like underlying. So outwardly, I don't know that people knew that about me. In fact, I know they didn't because they, people were really surprised when I said that that was going on inside. Um, and it was not for any particular reason. I can't say there was a trauma that happened or a, a childhood thing that happened that led to it. It just seemed to be there within me. I've now come to see, I think it's a human thing. So it's not, it wasn't like, um, no wonder I couldn't trace anything because there seems to be this sense in people of, um, it's quite common to talk to people and hear that there's a sense of lack. So when I uncovered this kind of, oh, I don't think I'm good enough, it was really interesting to look at how that showed up in my life. One of the ways it showed up in my, um, so in my, in, in some ways it was quite helpful because in my school life, it showed up as working really hard. I worked very, very hard. I tried to be a really good student, really wanting to do the best I could because if I could just get the grade, then I'd be good enough. And I, it was always as a kind of trying to get to be have that sense of feeling complete and whole and good enough um in my friendships it was like just be kind be as kind as you can be people like kind people so just doing anything that I could do to get the approval again thinking if I get enough approval I will be good enough like it was always this striving to be good enough so that was where my well-being journey started and it's just been a process for me of uncovering what kind of what that is coming to see it for what it is and realizing that it is fundamentally untrue that I there is no possibility at all no matter how true it looks that I cannot be good enough it's just not a possibility um and yeah I've come to see that everyone is inherently good enough just as they are wow that feels like an amazing transformation to go from feeling like I'm just not good enough to like you know what, I really am. And there's no way mm. that that isn't true. And yeah. I like that you picked up on, firstly, the fact that our mind and our bodies are connected. I think we live in a society where we can be very, we can separate these things really easily. And like, even when you go to the doctor, it's very rare that they go, well, actually, this could be related to your mental health and it could be impacting each other. Yeah. We just don't really get trained to see that. Mm. And um, yeah, that going from being not good enough or feeling like you're not good enough and having that show up as maybe perfectionism and people pleasing and how that can really, I imagine that's really, really draining and can take over, take over your life and, and have an impact on your friendships too. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, and, and, and it can work so subtly as well. You don't even realise... Like I didn't, I didn't realize that the reason I was doing those things was because I was trying to fill a hole or I was, it was coming from a sense of lack. I, um, I just hadn't seen that. And so you're just going about your life living quite, um, I don't know if I can say like automatically, oh, that's just who I am. That's just how I am. That's just what I do without realizing that <laughs> there's such a, like, 
I don't know, to say you're making it up seems maybe a little bit too um, insensitive, but I mean it in like the gentlest way. Like I, I think of myself and like looking at myself, listening to myself saying that I'm not good enough and just wanting to like hold myself and say, you're making that up. That's not true. Like it's just not true. And no matter how much it looks like it's true, um, it just isn't. Yeah. But also the, there's a sense in me as well of, um, although I say you're making it up, it's not like a personal responsibility you're making it up because that would just feed into that I'm not good enough. <laughs> like it did with me, I'd get myself in a real spiral like, oh, it's okay, I'm making it up. Oh, I'm making it up. Why am I making it up? I'm so bad. I'm so useless. I'm so rubbish. I should be doing better. I, I, the fact that I wasn't good enough kind of was like a self-fulfilling weird thing. So, yeah. So, um, so when I say that I want to kind of re reassure myself and anyone else who feels like this, um, that they're making it up, it's not on you. It's not like you've personally made it up. It's just that it's being, it's being brought to life in your mind. And it looks true because the mind is meant to make things look true. Um, but equally, if we're making it up, there's so much potential for it for it to fall away and for us to live in a different reality. OK, so you got this real sense that you were you were making this up and I can very much relate to that. And I've looked into a lot of the research that shares about how these beliefs are passed from generation to generation to generation. <laughs> not on you it's not on your parents it's just something that is there that at some point we want to stop and we want to look at and go whose belief is this is this really true mm. there are, i think a lot of a lot of um especially young women are taught that they should be kind and they should you know this is where the people pleasing comes in and uh, yeah it that can really easily feed into that sense that we're just feel like we're not good enough mm. So what was it that you saw that moved you from being not good enough to I am good enough? <laughs> Great question. Okay. <laughs> okay. What did I see? I think there were two, two elements to that. So one of them I've already kind of talked about in terms of seeing more about thought and that just because a thought shows up in your mind, it doesn't make it true. And so I think seeing more about that, more about the nature of thought and more about, um, so what do I mean by nature of thought? I mean, the fact that it comes and that it goes, that it's transient, that it is infinite, that it can make up anything. It's like, um, it's like if you have a piece of Play-Doh and you, um, you make one thing with it and then you go, oh, okay, I'm going to make something else now. You put it back to it, it's like original, and then you make something else. And our, our, the power of thought that we have in us is just like that. So, so when we have made up, made with our little, um, you know, made with our Play-Doh and I'm not good enough, the potential is always that you can put that back down again and make up, make something else from it. So seeing the potential of thought to kind of be new and fresh um, has been really helpful. With the fact that we end up in old kind of repetitive thoughts 
that look really true and real and we think the fact that we've had them for a long time might mean that they're true oh that one again god this really must be telling me something about myself like it kind of makes them seem more solid somehow but they're just like the mind is a habitual machine or the brain should I say is a habitual machine right and thank goodness our brains help beat our hearts breathe our lungs like I really want it to know how to do a habit (laughs) but when it's a habit of I'm not good enough see how you're not good enough see how you're not good enough oh that wasn't very good you could have done that better when it's habitual like that not that good an idea to buy into it so it just kind of seeing what seeing that it can be on repeat and not mean anything about you so I think that's one element of it that really kind of I guess the psychology side just seeing that this is what psychology is like and it's not we just don't have to believe it and then the other side of that I would say was this a spiritual realization um which is what really shift I would say this is the part that really shifted it for me um was seeing more about who I truly am so when I thought I was the girl who wasn't good enough I lived from that I lived that so that like I said that showed up working really hard trying to hold friendships in place people pleasing and then I came to see that I was greater than that that who I really was was this like amazing creation of the universe like we we can kind of get into the idea that um like you said like we separate the body and the mind we separate ourselves from nature from the natural world as if like there's nature we can go out in nature we forget we're nature yeah. right we are we are that intelligence we are we hold the same intelligence that turns like spring into summer and summer into autumn the same intelligence that spins the planets the same intelligence that turns an a a tiny acorn into a giant oak tree same intelligence running us we are that intelligence and so when i came to see that i I remember like that there was like this phrase and it just stayed with me i came to see that i was the universe expressing itself in human form oh that's beautiful yeah well just and whoa if that's really what I am the belief that I'm not good enough just could not sit with that it just that's impossible if 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 what I truly am is the universe expressing itself in human form I that's it there's no not good enough about it and so that was where the really big shift came I saw the impossibility of not good enough when I saw who I really was and and so what's I guess what's um important to add is that it wasn't like that realization it 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 was so deep I felt it so like it was like a uh, such a deeply experienced realization so I kind of physically mentally emotionally um but it didn't it didn't get rid of uh, the thought I'm not good enough coming up but what I saw was that it was a thought. It's not truth. It's not who I really am. And so it wasn't like, oh, realize that you're the universe and then you won't ever think you're not good enough again. Like I still find it like I'll find myself in a situation that's not feeling good. And I'm like, what's going on here? And I'll realize 
oh, I've bought into the belief that I'm not good enough again. Oh yeah, and that's not true. Okay, so it's not that it stops it from happening. It's not we're trying to, it's, for me, it wasn't about trying to eradicate. It was for a little while, it was about eradicating the thought I'm not good enough and changing the belief and doing something with it. But now there's such a gentleness to it. It's like, well, that thought can come up because it's a thought and I know about thought now and they come and they go and they're not truth. And I can fall back into the truthful realization of who I really am with this connection to this bigger, beautiful intelligence of life. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And I totally, totally agree. So I think for me, one of the biggest things that I learned was that your thoughts aren't real as well. And it, mm. it's actually realizing how your brain works and how you start to filter out things um, because you have to to stay sane because we take in so many pieces of information every single second. We can't possibly process them all. So it's, you know, look, realizing that our brains are generalizing information, like making them fit with what we already believe, deleting information that we don't think is useful. Um, we're looking out for what we think we already know, basically. Yes. Already believe that we're not good enough. We're going to collect all the evidence we possibly can that says that we're not good enough. And that might not even be true. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it starts as, for me, I love the phrase you use then, and it might not be true. Because for me, starting from a kind of a what if and a might and a maybe is kind of an easier thing to go to first it's like let's test this out what would it be like if that wasn't true or maybe that's not true and and so um seeing that maybe is where you see like the potential and the possibility yeah definitely my favorite question is like well what else could be true yeah such a good question (laughs) let's explore let's just have a look and i think it's really useful to take on board other people's feedback as well when we can get to a stage where it's almost like our own self-assessment just isn't working for us. It's just, it's way off. So it's really helpful to remember that that might be just down to our own thinking and actually we can take on board other people's feedback. And when other people are saying good things, they're not saying it because they're being nice. People don't really do that. And we can actually take on board what they are saying as true. And it's more helpful to do that than to believe the old crap about we're not good enough and everything. Mm. Mm. yeah yeah they do that in some um in some courses don't they I think actually they ask um like 360 degree feedback I think they call it so like you go and you sit you actually do so you seek other people's opinion and kind of bring that in and I've never done it myself but I've been asked to complete it for quite a few uh quite a few friends and colleagues to kind of give that feedback to get to realize that there are other perspectives about you that maybe you're not seeing in that in that moment I have done that. I've been on a few courses that have required that I go out and get that feedback for myself, um, including quite recently. And Mm. it's really surprising that I get that, like you've given me feedback and it's amazing what will come back from just asking that question. And it can be really vulnerable and you can feel quite resistant to getting people's feedback. But on the whole, it's it's really surprising and really, really positive. And I've got a few of my clients to go out and collect feedback from other people as well to help them just see the good in them because sometimes we just lose sight of that. It gets covered up. Yeah, we need to be reminded, right? So what advice would you be giving to someone who is feeling like they're not good enough right now? Um, 
oh just the main thing I suppose is to just be gentle with yourself so so often we are caught in self-judgment and self-criticism and um or even outward judgment and outward criticism like we're kind of just in that space of judgment and criticism where shame and guilt live as well and um and it can be really tough and we can get really harsh with ourselves from that place and so i think just to go easy on yourselves to just be kind and as loving as you can be towards yourself um taking care of yourself in whatever way you know whatever way makes sense to you um and recognizing as well um recognizing as well that you can completely be with your experience as it is now so we don't need to get rid of or push away the i'm not good enough it's like if that's what's visiting at that moment and i really use the word visiting really intentionally because it's transient it comes and it goes and if you look for it yourself you'll see that it comes and goes even if your brain is on like you said Haley, like a complete like i'm only looking for evidence of not good enough you'll see moments where that's not happening yeah. and so so it's to but but whilst it's there to just be with it to just hold it in 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 love to feel it to let it move through you to know that it is um to know that it won't break you that you have an inbuilt resilience that enables you to be with whatever feeling is is there um and then i suppose i quite like can i share a little um prop now yeah <laughs> this is from doing a training um a training course so this has come from from them from an organization called iheart so i didn't i didn't want to like not say where it had come from um so, but I love how this points to who we truly are. So inside this snow globe, you can see that there is wisdom, peace of mind, compassion, gratitude, well-being, love, and what's the last one? Resilience. Oh, the one I was saying about. So um, it, that's because, and it's inside this snow globe, the snow globe represents us. Those qualities are already within you. Even if you're not aware of them, even if you've lost sight of them, they are absolutely within us already. We do not have to seek them outside ourselves. They exist 100% already. And Haley, what you were saying before about like having other people remind you, absolutely. What they're reminding you by giving you that lovely feedback and that kind of their perspective, they're reminding you what's already true about you. Yeah. They're not putting it in there for you, right? They're just reminding you. So this snow globe represents firstly the fact that those things are already within you. And at times, our snow globe we us get shaken up and with the thoughts and the beliefs and the feelings that we're experiencing can momentarily kind of disguise or cover up those qualities that are within us but they cannot take them away and that for me is why i can say to, i can say we'll just sit with the feeling of not feeling good enough it's okay because just like that glitter has now settled that too will pass and settle and those qualities within you will see you through anything and, and you've already got them. Feels really, really true for me. I think 
we can get so caught up in wanting to avoid those difficult feelings, those uncomfortable feelings. And the pain is really in the resistance. Yes. And they can keep us there for so much longer. But when we sit with it, we allow it all to settle and then we can see what's really true. Mm. I love that phrase you use, allow it to settle. That's so important for me because allowing is such a, I mean, it's the opposite of resistance, isn't it? So for, like, I love that phrase for two reasons. One in the allowing, it's like, just be with what is. And there's such a deep breath of relief that can come from that. Be with what is, allow, and allow it to settle, right? It settles on its own. That's part of the design, that's part of the system, right? It's gonna settle. All we need to do is to allow it, and it settles. I love that phrase. It's a beautiful phrase, Haley. Allow it to settle. Yeah. That's, that's really powerful. And yeah, I think that's something that we tend to avoid and we tend to kind of like turn to all kinds of things to, to numb those difficult feelings, to avoid them. So it might be, you know, in my case, when I was younger, I was drinking a lot to mm. the discomfort and to try and fit in. Um, or it could be like, working all hours or you know what whatever it is for you mm. but it's really useful to just experience what's going on for you dig a little bit deeper and find out what those beliefs are that's driving those behaviors and then and then we can really look at them and go well is this true what else could be true yeah absolutely and like you said like once it's once it settles that wisdom is there, like wisdom's already within, it's already within the system, right? So it's just going to show up, it's going to show you the way and, and yeah, you, it's going to, yeah, it's there, it's there already. Yeah, we can get a little bit disconnected from that inner wisdom and get a bit stuck in our heads quite often. And mm. it's like, sometimes we just need permission to listen to that wisdom and to know that it's valid and it it can guide you and it's true I think we're kind of taught that we must be able to back something up it must be very logical and it's it's it can feel kind of tricky to like allow ourselves to sink into our body and go okay well I'm feeling this it's different to what I'm thinking is it valid and the truth is that it's just as valid as anything that we might think I yeah yeah I agree to just be yeah be with what is and oh yeah that's what you were saying like we feel like we have to back things up but there's a there's a deeper wisdom within us that just knows um and I think that we can be taught that if we can't analyze it fix it change it control it like that's what we're taught to try and do and we do the same innocently with our feelings and it's like well and that's the system knows what it's doing there feel the feeling and then and wisdom and then there's wisdom and so it's just um yeah it's there already and it's so it's almost like our our minds are like that's too simple yes it can't be that straightforward that i just feel the feeling and then follow the wisdom but yeah. really yeah really it is it's all there available for us already no fixing no analyzing and working stuff out needed yes do you have any more advice about allowing the mind to quiet in so that we can get back to that inner wisdom well 
my I, I'll, I'll share with you my hesitation okay. <laughs> my hesitation is because I'm I'm feeling like could I give you now a list of tools and techniques that we could do to quiet the mind and sure I could like I could give you like you, <laughs> you can probably find those on a google search though right all these different things that we could do I think there's something for me to be seen and this might have to just be a half answer <laughs> um but so because this is kind of like a question for me still um in terms of the quiet mind is the backdrop right the quiet mind already exists like the sky already exists and within the sky we get weather right we get clouds we get rain we get sunshine we get hail we get like strong winds within the sky all of that occurs the sky is already there within the peaceful quiet mind feelings anger anxiety jealousy happiness excitement all of that occurs within a quiet mind so for me it's um it's there's something in the realization that the quiet mind already exists it's already there so it's nowhere to get back to there's nowhere to go it's already there and so because it's all because, hmm, because it's our natural state we can't but return there when the weather passes and so i suppose it's like trust that you'll go back there your your mind your your psychological system your being i don't, whichever word you want to put to it is is kind of its default is this quiet mind and and if you can trust that you'll go back go back there you'll go back because you're already there there's nowhere to get to so if you could trust that you're already there apart from being caught up in the weather then just do what makes sense like do what's nice if your mind's going to take care of itself and you don't have to do anything to get there because you're already there then do what you enjoy do some yoga if you like yoga go for a walk if you like to go for a walk take some deep breaths if that grounds you into your body do a meditation if you'd like to read a book watch a film eat some pizza eat some salad eat chocolate like i have a cup of tea cuddle the dog do some art I, it, there's no like one um one thing that's gonna kind of um for, as far as i can see and i might be wrong about this Haley, but there's no universal right do this and you'll go back to quiet mind because because that's a misunderstanding that's that's assuming the quiet mind is somewhere other than where you already are mm. and so just trust that the quiet mind the sense of quiet mind i suppose the, the peacefulness will will return when this settles so you can just be in life doing what you like doing cry like i and it might be like cry it might be like scribble on a piece of paper and throw it away i don't know what what is going to make sense to you in the moment but just trust that something will come to you in the moment that makes sense to do and do that do that whilst your mind remembers that it's already quiet mm. there were two things that came up for me then so the first thing is about 
we can get very stuck in feeling like we have to totally empty our minds and Mm. we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and when we meditate we can go well it's not working because I'm still thinking and and actually that's really normal we're not going to get rid of our thoughts it's fine if we have thoughts come in if they're negative thoughts that's fine they pass through they're like clouds Mm. you don't have to get on the cloud and go with it (laughs) (laughs) and then the second thing that came up for me then was about feel all the feelings feel everything it's all totally normal it's all part of being human and those feelings are really useful when we feel anger when we feel sadness whatever it is it's guiding us to look at something to do something different to just experience the full human life Mm. so that goes back to that sense of like let's not resist those feelings let's just live in them and experience them and allow them to move through us Mm. yeah yeah realizing um so a phrase that i've heard on a course a couple of times um realizing that life lives through you not happens to you that's really lovely yeah (laughs) okay so final word to you vicky what advice would you give to your younger self oh i think i've already given it you know when in kind of in terms of um when you ask me what advice would you give to someone who is feeling now like they weren't good enough i think it's just it's that same um so a friend said this to me recently and this this would really sum it up for me and i i remind myself of this still now and he said to me <laughs> gently gently slowly slowly and there was just such love in that and i think that that's what i'd say to myself i'd I'd embrace myself with love and I would say it's okay gently gently slowly slowly and just and because there was so much trust in that it's like you're okay you've got this it's all unfolding as it should be this is okay (laughs) and and the gentleness and the slowness just had such compassion and warmth in it I think I'd give myself that that's beautiful I really love that Mm-hmm. the process and be gentle yeah absolutely okay well thank you so much for coming on and having a chat with us today you're so welcome thank you for having me and asking me such interesting questions and uh great i loved how um t- the conversation went back and forth with us both seeing something in what the other one had said and that's um it's been a real privilege to be with you thank you Haley. thank you very much vicky we'll speak to you again soon take care bye Thanks for listening. You can find the show notes from this episode at quietconnections.co.uk. Before you go, please subscribe to this podcast to stay up to date with all future episodes. With gratitude for the support of the National Lottery Community Fund.